Good evening and welcome to High Spirits. I'm Jay Segman and with me as always is my pal Noelle Schmidt. That's right. Uh, High Spirits is a show where we uh, drink spirits. Yes. Uh huh. And then we talk about ghosts. Also known as spirits. spirits. <laughs> yeah. Get it? Wait, no. Oh, do we need to start over? No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> do I need to? I mean, like the whole series I mean, with shit, a new name? Like, I really don't think I've understood this entire time what we've been doing. Which is weird because you're the one who came up with the name of our show. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Um, we are so happy to be here with you tonight. We are doing episode 11. 11. Man. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Um, those of you who, uh, listen to High Spirits, um, thank you, the three friends that we have. Uh, those of you who don't may not know this, but we are sponsored by companies that provide us alcoholic beverages. Um, (laughs) and by sponsored, we're really not. No, we're just drinking. We're just drinking, but Uh, we like to promote what we're drinking. That's right. My sponsor tonight is Daisy Cutter. Yes. And I call it Daisy Cooter. You do. Uh, I'm drinking the Federalist Cabernet. Yeah. It's not Andrew Jackson's wine. Because he wasn't a Federalist. That's, that's right. He was a Democratic Republican. Sure. But um, no, that's not, that's Alexander not. Hamilton was a Federalist. He was. And a hot motherfucker. Sure was. A piece of ass. Some may say. <laughs> Is that okay? He's, on a, he's on a bill too, isn't he? Uh, yeah. But are they replacing him? Is he he's the one on a t- $10 bill, and I think they're going to Tubman that. They're going to Tubman that. That's right. Which is okay. Yeah. I think Tubman should have a bill. She's earned it. She's fucking great. Yeah. We like her. Mm-hmm. Keep doing what you're doing. No. <laughs> well, I mean, she's a ghost. She might be doing yeah. some really cool things. I hope so. We don't know. Uh, guys, <laughs> tonight we're going to go back into her story. Oh. Noelle, do you know what I'm doing? I, what, you turned his into her. <laughs> no, I, mean, <laughs> I meant for my ghost story. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, we're going to talk about Anne Boleyn. Oh, that's yeah. way back. That it is. It's, it's back in time. Shit. What, Six Fingers? Was that her thing? No. Am I making that up? I have no idea what you're talking about right now. All right. She was a very beautiful young lady who had the bad circumstance to marry a very bad man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know who she was, but I thought that she had a sixth something. That would be fucking weird. Um, I might, yeah, I made that up. Okay. Well, I mean, you, like, I'm looking it up. Noelle's going to the internet. Um, so you guys, we're going to talk about Anne Boleyn and just for some context, uh, Henry VIII of England, keep up, <laughs> has, yeah. uh, had six wives. Maybe that's where the six came from. Oh yeah. Six wives, six fingers, whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to whip through the wives really quickly. Uh, he was married to Catherine of Aragon, then Anne Boleyn, then Jane Seymour, then Anne of Cleves. Wait, Jane Seymour? Yeah. Not medicine woman. No. No. Uh, classic English name, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of she is Dr. Aged Quinn so medicine well. woman. I know. Yeah. She is a Highlander. <laughs> Fourth wife was Anne of Cleves, then Catherine Howard, and Catherine Parr. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he married three Catherines, mm-hmm. which is, you know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, just interestingly, Henry's first marriage, uh, lasted about 24 years, uh, but his remaining five, uh, total less than 10 years combined. It's crazy. Yeah. He's kind of just whipping through them. Um, the fates of these wives, in case you want to keep this together, uh, divorced, beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, survived. Hmm. Yeah. Actually, Catherine Parr was a widow. He died on her. Uh, okay. Everyone else who's just kind of like killing and divorcing. So uh, the person I want to talk about is Anne Boleyn, just because I think that she's kind of a badass and she's a little bit, uh, she's a little bit amazing. And for a really long time, she got kind of a bad rap. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, you know, let's, let's correct the record a little bit. I like it. Or not. Let's know. set it straight. Let's set it straight. You're like fixing everybody's ideas about Mary Todd Lincoln. I'm really just trying, <laughs> just trying to make this world a better place, y'all. Right. I like it. Let's I mean, do it. And we're going to talk about ghosts. And some freaky, freaky ass ghost sitch. So don't um, worry, it's coming. I just noticed how many puzzles you have. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a lot, actually more than that. I like to put together puzzles. It's crazy. Do that's, with that what you will. That's a lot of puzzles. <laughs> Um, the good thing about it is I do a lot of puzzles and, uh, crossword puzzles as well. So I probably will not get 
the Alzheimer's disease that runs in my family. Right. That's why you're the smarter of the two of us. Brain games. Just trying to work on it. I like that. Yeah. Um, Noelle. Uh Uh-huh. We're just going to, we're going to go. Let's jump right in. All right. Um, Anne Boleyn was died in, no, she was not died. (laughs) Anne Boleyn was born in 1501 and she died in 1536. She's kind of a young lady, but yeah, it was a long time ago. So wait, what year was she born? Uh, 1501. Okay. And then she died in 1536. Okay. So she was kind of like an old lady by the time she died. She's 35. Yeah. Real old. Super old. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She was queen of England only for three years from 1533 to 1536. Um, Before she met Henry VIII, um, she was actually born from uh, uh, an aristocratic family. Okay. So she, in her own right, had her own shit. Mm-hmm. And actually lots of it. It's kind of how people, remember with um, Princess Diana, where people are like, she was just a kindergarten teacher, which could not have been further from the truth. She, she was, actually yeah. had more um, titles and more money and more land than uh, the Windsors. She just enjoyed spending time with the children. Right. Well, she, good I mean, on her. That was kind of like a, just sort of an interesting myth of right look at how ordinary i am when in fact she was betitled Mm -hmm. she's just a commoner right which she was very much not so not true uh anne boleyn not a commoner she was uh an aristocratic lady she was a daughter of thomas boleyn and lady elizabeth howard uh she was educated in the netherlands france and austria um the netherlands huh hey that's what we call holland we do. Maybe she maybe she did a little uh, weed action. She <laughs> hung out in the red light district. Just hanging out. <laughs> that was during her rebellious phase. Right, sure. She told no. Right, when she was like 14. Yeah. Um, Just smoking spliffs and thinking about philosophy. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> that. I feel like that's pretty progressive for that time for her to go off and have her own studies. Unless... Oh, yeah. They were shipping her off in, like, a boarding school situation. No, um, for for women of her class, it was actually pretty standard to be huh. um, that educated. Mm-hmm. Um, now, remember, the, the whole royal thing is very complex, but it really is just to um, align nation states and try to get people from one country to marry into another country to kind of marry into another country. Okay. So there can be alliances and uh, intermingling of families. Got it. Okay. Right. So if you're a king, you're not going to marry like a nobody. Right. You actually have to marry usually a queen. And we'll get to that into, in, in a second when we talk about Catherine of Aragon. Okay. Uh, but let's, let's finish talking about um, uh, Anne. Just because I think this is amazing. I did some research because I was like, oh, cool. She she had this really robust education abroad. Uh, these were some things that she excelled at. Archery, falconry, <gasps> right? <laughs> Horseback riding and hunting. <laughs> oh, man. That's yeah. awesome. Do you think she did falconry while she was riding on a horse? One can only hope. Oh, my God. Amazing. Yeah, she actually chose for her personal, like, I don't know if, if you call it a crest or whatever, a falcon. I love that. Dude, I was so excited. Remember that we, no, we didn't go together at medieval times. We the one not. time I went to medieval times, I was like, yes, falcon. Um, side note, I, uh, somebody I work with, his stepfather is the former falconer at the, at medieval times and is now the king apparently. And I'm like, does he get to hold on to the title of falconer? Because why would you, why would you decide not to be a falconer? Be, it, Cause that's the cooler job right? than being the king. Oh, to be the king? Yeah, like yeah, I guess it's it, medieval times, so there's really no. No, I'm saying being the falconer is the cooler. Oh job. yeah, yeah. Like, why would you give that up? I wouldn't, unless you can do both. <laughs> oh my god, the Falcon King. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I was interviewing him, and this came up, and I was like, "Let's hire this guy." Yeah, for real. Just because he's associated with a falconer, right? <laughs> well, then now, now we all know. Again, if I'm setting the record straight on Emmeline, let's know that how cool she was. She that's awesome. She I was a falconer. That. Amazing. <laughs> Just fucking awesome. Um, and actually, it was kind of a, a thing that she and Henry had in common. They would go ride horses for a long mm-hmm. time. He was uh, before he got like like fat, weird, and gross. He mm-hmm. was uh, a sportsman. Yes. And so uh, she did a lot of that with him. Uh, when she came back to England after her education, 
uh, she took her place at court. And there she was maid of honor to Henry VIII's wife, Henry VIII's wife, Catherine of Aragon. Number one. Number one. Wife number one. Okay. But let's talk about her really fast. This is not about Catherine of Aragon, but we got to know. She's like the, and this is the lion in winter, Catherine, right? Like no, that's, no. Different. That's a different story. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I think that's uh, Aquitaine. No? It's Eleanor of Aquitaine. Eleanor of Aquitaine. Yeah. Jeez. You're just like. <laughs> Whoops. Pushing all sorts of. Getting all things kind of. Six fingers. On. Catherine. <laughs> I'm just like making stuff yeah. up. I, love I don't it. know. Where I am. I right love it. Now. I love that I'm not so easily swayed by you. I'm just like, yeah, that's probably it. You're not even trying to humor me. Oh, nope. You're like, <laughs> you just like, because what you did is you thought of Catherine Hepburn, <laughs> and I said Catherine of Aragon, and then Eleanor of Aquitaine kind of has the same. Yeah. Well, I thought, yeah, I totally did. Yeah. And the whole thing with Henry VIII was that he wanted a son. And, right. Yeah. But she had it. Aquitaine had three sons. She did. That were there with her. No, they came to visit her once a year. They were know, there. They were his. Was she married to Henry VIII? No, no, no. Yeah, she's like, got nothing to do with it. That's right. That's why I'm confused. <laughs> but everybody see Lion in Winter. Is, yeah, uh, it's a really great movie with um, Catherine Hepburn and a young Anthony Hopkins. Correct. Is in that movie as well. We did that play when I was in college. How great! Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? No. Okay. <laughs> um, so Catherine of Aragon um, was Spanish. Um, just so you know, it's sort of an accident that she even married Henry VIII, which was sort of too bad for her. Uh, she came to England to actually, uh, be the bride of Henry's brother, Arthur. Um, but he died really quickly into, uh, their marriage. Was she like the weird sickly one? Um, maybe. Here's the thing. It's the 1500s, so everyone's kind of weirdly sickly. Yeah, true. I mean... (laughs) It's not right. It's not easy. They're just drinking like wine and meat all day. They're not. There's no water. <laughs> there's water. No vitamins. Yep. Nope. They're vitamins. I mean, you can't like take. You get. You don't go down to like the right vitamin shop and take them. Right. But vitamins are in things. I understand that, okay. but <laughs> you know, they're naturally occurring. <laughs> this episode is where I just say things that don't make sense. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, high spirits, everybody. Um, so anyway, um, because Spain and England still wanted that alliance, uh-huh. um, it was declared that, um, or it was decided that Henry should marry his brother's widow, which was a little bit of a weirdo thing to do. So what happened is that uh, the Pope at the time uh, declared that the wedding would be acceptable on the grounds that Catherine was still a virgin. Ugh. Well, soon as we talk about this, people are pretty obsessed with it. who's a virgin, who's not a virgin. Right. And King Henry VIII got around, but he was always really worried about... Well, he was into, into the sport. He was a sportsman. Yeah, he was a, he was so. a coxman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what they do. <sighs> Meet the ladies. Anyway, uh, because it was declared that Catherine was still a virgin, although there's debate on that, they were married in 1509. Det- how did they determine that? I think she said as much, and they were like, well, we need an alliance between Spain and England, so okay. Sold. Yeah. Well, if she said so. Yeah, I don't... I mean, God forbid there was any investigation into her... Right. Hymen. Can I say that? I was going to say it. <laughs> the like, look did they, gave ins- me did they Well, because I was like, did they inspect her hymen? I don't know. But then I felt like that... Maybe a little lewd, but then you went there. So whatever. (laughs) I mean, it. I don't put it past them to do something like that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they were married in 1509, and um. So Catherine herself was not able to provide a male heir. Uh, She did have a daughter, Mary, Mm -hmm. Mary Queen of Scots. We're not going to talk about her, but she also has some stories aligned to her. Right. Uh. But not today, high spirits. Um, anyway, I just wanted to bring up um, Catherine Mary of Queen Aragon. Of, sorry, Mary Queen of Scots, real quick, was kind of a loon, right? You always say that about these women. Well, that's the story. I mean, it I, is I, the story, but you would be too. Your mother, your mother was thrown asunder. Your father married somebody else. You were put away in a castle in Scotland. You never saw your family, and your little sister, Queen Elizabeth, was treated like a goddamn like saint. Right. And that's why I'm bringing this up, because (laughs) I wanted you to dispel all of that. I mean, it isn't to say that Mary Queen of Scots had, like, let's say, 
a short temper <laughs> or right. was kind of a biatch. Um, but it is to say that she had a, a extraordinarily sad, isolated, and weird mm-hmm. She went upbringing. through some shit. And she went into hiding. That's right. Yeah. I knew that. Which can't be good for a yeah. child. No. <laughs> and she, she and um, Elizabeth had that schism where Catherine of Aragon was Catholic. And because uh, Anne and Henry, we're going to get to this in a second, had that famous divorce, mm-hmm. Elizabeth uh, was part of the Church of England. Right. So they had that religious sort of war going on. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, I, 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 yeah, I did want to mention Catherine of Aragon in this context of Anne because she was sort of like the one um, that England really loved. And they always thought of Anne Boleyn as a flagrant whore mm-hmm. and hated her. Okay. Um, I was totally baiting you on that Mary Queen of Scots. I thing. know. Sorry. I know you're like, you just left it wide open. I didn't mean, I, was, I know I shouldn't even write her up. I shouldn't be like, cause I knew I, I was like, we're not talking about it, but I guess we did. Um, <laughs> oh, we're talking about it. <laughs> uh, in 1526, Henry, uh, began his pursuit of Anne. Um, so that would make her about 25. Okay. Um, he, of course, was still married to Catherine. She's, like, near spinster age. She actually had had uh, a couple of um, sort of betrothals that oh. they decided... Uh, her father was a real ambitious man, and he decided that some of these people weren't good enough for him. In fact, I'm going to talk about this. Um, so, uh, uh, Anne's sister, Mary Boleyn, Mm-hmm. Her older sister had actually um, gotten to court before Anne did, and she um, had been the mistress of Henry VIII. Oh. She also had the same um, style of education, and it's a uh, rumor that not only did she bone Henry VIII, but prior prior to getting there, she had an affair with the French king. She was educated in France. Fascinating. Yeah. So she was kind of um, not really waiting around for, mm-hmm. uh, let's say marriage or, or these alliances that, that her father, um, that her father Thomas thought was really important. Tom Boleyn. So, yeah. Tom, good old, good old Tom Boleyn. It's like Tom Bonet. We'll keep the light on for you. <laughs> that's a, that's a deep cut. Yeah. What is that? Motel 6? It is. Oh my God. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> actually Mary Boleyn, uh, probably had two kids with Henry VIII. At least one for sure. Okay. Bastards. Yeah, yeah they were bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Henry had quite a few illegitimate children that Ugh. he did not claim. Which is interesting because uh, he was so hell-bent on um, having uh, male heirs. He actually had a male heir with uh, Mary Boleyn, but he did not claim him. He couldn't claim him because he was a bastard. Yeah. Um, anyway, so having learned her lesson from her sister, Anne it was like, now. Not gonna, not gonna hang with you, Henry. I'm right. not gonna let you seduce me. I'm not gonna be your mistress. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, when she arrived to court, she was a big hit. Um, the men were just like all up on her. I was gonna say all up on her dick, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Explain. And well, they just thought that she was like a hot piece, <clears throat> right? Um, and she just wasn't gonna have any of it. Um, it soon became as though Henry were obsessed with uh Anne um in fact like a, a lot of historians and, and just like his there's love letters all over the place from um Henry VIII to Anne Boleyn part of his almost like fervent imagination has to do with the fact that they were not boning that oh. she was like not not having not it. having it and it's not as though he was chaste right you know what I mean like First of all, he had a wife that he really didn't sleep with, but he also had all of these other women that he was sleeping with. But Anne was like the one woman who was just not hard to get. She was really hard to get. She was like, mm-hmm. I don't mind being in love with you and I don't mind you being in love with me. Um, I will not sleep with you until I'm queen of England. Fascinating. Uh-huh. I like her. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> she knows what she wants and she's going to get it. Right. Interestingly, um, as they were dating, I mean, back then, let's say they were like courting or consorting with mm-hmm. one another. Nowadays, it would be like dating. Um, she going steady. They were going steady. Instead <laughs> of taking his wife around with him, who he hated, right? Um, he would take Anne 
to be by his side uh, in, in like state meetings and in policy meetings. So they weren't sleeping together. They didn't share the same bed, but she started to share a little bit of that political power. So he was like referring to her as like his business associate. No, I mean, no. Everybody, I mean, everybody knew what was going on. Oh yeah. Like said, they're, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he would just take around like if, um, yeah, if, a king or a prince or a duke or whomever came around. Um, it was Anne was there, mm-hmm. not Catherine, mm-hmm. uh, which, of course, made the people hate her. Right. And Catherine of Aragon almost had this sort of saintly quality about her. This poor Spanish woman who yeah. um, is isolated. Long story short, and this could be a very, very long story, or even real short. Um, Henry decided that he would break with the Catholic church in order to get an annulment from Catherine of Aragon. And didn't he eventually get excommunicated? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. They all did. In fact, this is the great schism that happened. This is how the church of England was created. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's more than that. I know a lot of people like when they do like nursery tales and stuff and I was looking online, um, they'll be like, he, he left the Catholic church because of Anne Boleyn. It's actually not right. 100% true. Well, no. Um, yes. And no, I mean, he, he knew he would get booted out if he got an annulment, Mm -hmm. but he and the Pope really were at it. And what he adamantly thought was I'm the King of England. I have the divine divine right of Kings. Right. I'm divinely made to be king of England. I am not going to follow some rule, some like Italian dude in a completely other nation state who they're all fighting with. At one point, Spain had captured the Pope and -hmm. even living in Spain under their king. And and Henry was like thinking that maybe he was passing laws and doing things that would benefit Spain Mm -hmm. rather than England. Uh, of course, at this time, ju- pr- just prior to this, Jesus, I did not mean to talk about this, but just prior to this, in 1517, like mm-hmm. there was the Protestant Reformation. Yes. Right? So Martin, Martin Luther, Luther. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, I know something. Yes. So <laughs> that just happened. Right. So the Protestant um, fervor mm-hmm. is sort of like wreaking its way right. around. He's, p- I'm, 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 I'm pounding on the door. I'm pounding the, the note on the door. Yes. The memo. The memo, the, the 99 theses. Thank you. Yes. The Jerry Maguire memo. <laughs> Have you read this memo from Martin Luther? I mean, he's really got a point, right? Um, so making some sense. The Protestant fervor is already going on. Right. Right. And um, the idea, just some of the basic tenets of that is that you do not need, you don't need a Pope or a right. hierarchical person to uh, interfere with your relationship with God. Right. And He's so, not the boss of your relationship with God. Right. And so besides all this political intrigue, mm-hmm. Henry VIII was like, well, listen, I'm running England and I like, cool. Uh, we have our own church now. Yeah. So the Anglican church uh, was, was an, was part of that. Uh, yes. It did have to do with the fact that the final straw for Henry VIII was that he could not get this annulment from the Pope. Right. But it probably would have happened on, on some level. And but now it's like, you know, the Episcopalian Church, uh-huh. the Anglican Church is basically Catholic light. Sure. Uh, that's what we used to call it growing up because I was raised Catholic. Sure, I was raised Episcopalian. So, so yeah, it's like the fast and loose Catholics. There's a, you know, there's a gay bishop now <laughs> in the Anglican Church or the Episcopalian sure. Church. So, uh, I mean, it's very appealing if you like that style of belief because yeah, it's it actually little... pretty much all the same same basic prayers mm-hmm. same basic stuff there's three main differences um please tell me because <laughs> <laughs> i don't know uh one is uh no transubstantiation mm-hmm. which is the literal uh transubstantiation of uh the communion mm-hmm. uh to body and blood right. in episcopalianism it's just a symbol Right. Um, there's no specific reverence, uh, of Mary having any superiority mm-hmm. in terms of saints. Right. Also saints aren't a real big deal with Episcopalians. It's kind of removing like the mystical element uh-huh. out of it. Yeah. Which I, I appreciate. And then the, the, the last thing is no Papa, no Pope. Yeah. Which is also amazing. So those are those three. I mean, big I, things. I remember, and I stopped going to confession probably when I was like 14 years old. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, this is ridiculous that I have to go tell this creepy man the shit that I've done. Like, I don't get along with my brothers. 
And I talked back to my mom. And it's like, they tell you, the best thing is that, and I know you went to Catholic elementary school, right? Catholic middle school. So you kind of got a dose of this. Oh, yeah. Um, But they actually say to you, you know, pick like three or four things that you're really sorry for and tell the priest about it. And it's like, well, what if I have more? Like, what if I'm just a really bad kid? Oh, well, I've got to narrow it down I have to, to tell three. you this. Um, I didn't get... I was really excited about confession, to be oh, honest with you. It's terrible. I really wanted to do it. I felt like it was very dramatic. And I was a very dramatic person. I really mm-hmm. just wanted to go in and just get it off my chest. I don't know what I was going to say. But I was a Protestant at a Catholic school. And all the Protestants, all we were able to do when we went in, and we had to go, we walked in to the stall, and the only thing we can confess went like this. Forgive me, Father, for I'm not Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gave us prayers, and then we walked out. Go say 20 Hail Marys. I know. It was cra- it was crazy. <laughs> I was I remember I was so bummed out. I was like, <gasps> I really felt like everybody was going in there and talking, like, all sorts of salacious stuff, and there I was confessing, like, this – the, the, the fact that I wasn't the one true religion. Oh my God. That's amazing. I <clears throat> would actually go and do like as a nine year old kid. Cause that's when I had my reconciliation, which yeah, was sure. one of the seven sacraments. Um, <clears throat> Oh, I know I got A's on all my tests. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> um, I actually opted to do the face to face confession, which is not very common. Like usually I don't even think we have that on the screen. Um, but my church still allowed that. And so every time that I did confession, um, starting at the age of nine, I did face-to-face because I was like, I want you to be just as uncomfortable as I am. Oh. And we're doing it. And I remember doing it with Father Bob, who was like the first priest I ever knew. And it was really awkward. What a power play. Listen. You're a badass. <laughs> I wanted You're to like the Olivia Pope of Hebrew. I was, I was totally the Olivia Pope. <laughs> I was like, listen, you don't like my mom's haunted house. You want to You're shut like us down? Serving pantsuit realness <laughs> in your face to face. I'm going to tell you how I don't like my brothers. Mm-hmm. How they're real stupid. How sometimes I like to trip them. Did you really? Uh, no, that's weird. I, Did you or you just no? But we would get into like physical altercations. We liked we watched the professional wrestling. And, oh, I see. I, I mean, we were kids and we were all very close in age. So. We're going to go back to this so we can get can some we, ghost assists. I know. We got way I know. Off. We just went on religion. <laughs> We're going to have another podcast, Religion, with Jay and Oh, my God. Well, like, I don't even know where that will go. Um, all right. So um, they got their divorce. Uh, Henry got his divorce from um, Catherine of Aragon. <clears throat> Real quick. I'm yeah. sorry. Was it, it was an annulment or was it a... Uh, it was an annulment. So the church did grant the annulment. We don't have to. Like, yes and no. Okay. Um, they got, uh, I did not write him down because I did not think I was going to talk about him. But they had, um, like, the head bishop of um, England get the annulment from the Pope. But then okay. the Pope was not having it. Not having it. And okay. then he ended up excommunicating them after the annulment. It was kind got of it. like a complicated situation. Okay. Gotcha. It was mostly political. It really didn't have very much to do with religion. Mm-hmm. I read probably, like, 20 pages of stuff on it. I personally find it fascinating. But... This is a ghost show. This is a ghost show, <laughs> and we are, yeah, we're going to have to start another one about that kind of stuff. Right? Absolutely. Oh. Um, so, actually, uh, Henry and Anne ended up having a secret marriage on November 14th, 1532. Secret marriage. <laughs> <laughs> what song is that? Uh, that's Secret Lovers secret by Lover. Tina, Tina Turner. <laughs> no, that's not Tina Turner. No. No, so you're thinking of private dancer. I am thinking of private dancer. Oh, I'm the worst. What's wrong with me today? I don't know. Your brain cells eating the other brain cells. I had a late night. Yeah, you did. Um, uh, okay, so I'm going to keep going. But they, they were secretly married, and then um, they had a public marriage Okay. Uh, on January 25th, 1533. Um, at this marriage, Anne was visibly pregnant. Which, Atlantic star. Atlantic star. <laughs> A sing secret lover. <laughs> um, obviously, that went over like a ton of bricks with the British people as she was, you know, taking her carriage through the streets and they were waving and like, hey, right. I'm now the new queen of England. Also, I'm visibly pregnant on my wedding Yikes. day. Yeah. Um, so. Thank God it wasn't televised. I know, right? Uh, she ended up being crowned uh, queen of England on my birthday. 
Uh, my actual birthday, June 1st, 1533. I was going to call it out. And I was like, do we want people to know your birthday? I know. It, my, my birthday is June 1st, ni- or 1533. <clears throat> You've done really well I for know. yourself. Thank you. You're finally figuring it out. Like, 500 and so many years later. <laughs> you just don't even want to do that in your head. No, I'm, I'm like done today. <laughs> I'm not helping you with arithmetic. <laughs> Um, okay, so once they're married, um, uh, just so you know, Ames, uh, Anne is blamed for the tyranny of her husband's government. Um, she is referred to by some of her subjects as the king's whore. Uh, public opinion is really, really bad about her. Um, on She's like, listen, I'm going to call this Falcon, and it's going to swoop down I on know, all of you people. I mean, Falconer... Anne Boleyn. Don't you even know? Should not be treated this way. She should just like hold out her arm, call her Falcon, and have it attack. Yeah, I mean, while it is true that she had ambition, it's her husband doing all this shit. I don't know why they just. Well, I guess I do know why. You can't really, you can't really say shit about Henry the Eighth or you'll get killed. But you can say all right. you want about his wife. Right. So it's terrible. Maybe a little projection. So Anne gives birth to Elizabeth, whom I adore. Mm-hmm. Love, love, love skis. Uh, on September 7th, 1533. The first? Yes. <laughs> that red-headed spitfire. Um, interestingly, the uh, birth of Elizabeth was a very heavy blow to her parents. They actually confidently expected a boy, and they had sent out a ton of birth announcements and, and had already <laughs> decided and told everybody they were having a boy, which is sort of a oh, dumb... Oh, how embarrassing. Everybody got those blue gum cigars. <laughs> they like, should have just had a gender party beforehand. <laughs> Why not do the gender reveal? You pop the balloon, it's right. the color. Oh, it's the whole thing. Yeah, they were they were just kind of being dummies about it. <laughs> um. So, did they, I mean, because I know there are like all of these... Um, like, we, I know, like, my mom did, like, this thing with Drano, like, when she was what? pregnant with me, where, like, you pour, I don't, I'm gonna get this totally wrong. I thought you meant she drank it, and I was like, no. oh, no wonder you can't think. This is why I'm so dumb today. <laughs> um, By the way, anyone who's listening, we are smiling as we do this, No, and I are just, we're like sisters, and we're just, like, fucking with each other. I have other. Drano poisoning, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're bad at math because of Drano poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's how you got your vitamins <laughs> isn't that what you do yeah um, <laughs> no uh so i think like she would like pee into the toilet bowl and then you like pour drano in and it like determines oh. like a certain way it goes i don't know or there's another thing where you take like a crystal and like wave it in front of the belly and like if yeah, it goes in a circular that. motion or like whichever direction it goes so I'm assuming they were doing things like that to like. Yeah, predict. I also think um, Henry VIII just through sheer force of will really wanted a yeah. boy, and that was part of his um, part of his rationale for being able to marry Anne is he thought that Catherine of Aragon, like her womb was cursed because mm-hmm. she was Spanish. Well, uh, no, because he had he had married his dead brother's mm-hmm. wife. And all she right. could give him was a son, and they basically hated each other. Okay. And so here's this young lady who he just, like, and actually, he's, like, soup. he didn't love Catherine of Aragon. Right. Which, as a royal, it doesn't matter. He got to fuck whoever right. he wanted. But he really was in love with Anne Boleyn. Mm-hmm. Wrote her these very tawdry uh, love letters and just uh, brought her around a whole hell of a lot. I just thought she was great. Yeah. Um, just a real swell chick. Just a, just a swell chick. Not, not at all like that ball and chain. Oh, Arthur's old bag. <laughs> um, so I'm going to get sad here for a moment. And trigger warning, I am going to talk about the death of children. So turn it off. Uh, it's only going to take like three seconds. But um, after uh, Elizabeth was born, which is a big disappointment to them, uh-huh. um, she actually had... Two stillborn children, oh. which is terrible. And then... Uh, and they were males, actually, right? I don't know. I think... The last one I know is a male. Okay. I think that they were both male. Okay. I am not sure of that. I do know this. In 1935, she had a miscarriage. Um, actually, right after uh, Henry had been in a really terrible accident at a tournament 
like a sport tournament. A sport. Okay. A sport tournament. Right. He was uh, jousting and doing all sorts of shit. And okay. He was um, fell off a horse and was rendered unconscious for like two hours. Ooh. Yeah. It actually a lot of t- a lot of people think this is like the turning point. Yeah. Sugar noodle up a little bit. Yeah. He got a little noodled. Got a little weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, so this this uh fi- I'll say this final miscarriage uh they knew that the baby had been a boy and they did bury this okay i don't know about the other two i think there were at least two boys okay um that much i know i I actually know that so i think there were actually two i don't know great love (laughs) yes by tina turner (laughs) here's what i'm saying here's what i'm saying Uh, i I meant private dance ticket Take it for the grandpa. She was his private dancer for a while, though. Um, yeah, but she stands a sex. Kept her clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, okay, so trigger warning over. We're not going to talk about uh, those kiddos anymore. What a damn shame. And that must have, it honestly must have made Anne. Oh, it's terrible. So sad and so yeah. crazy. And, um, and I don't mean crazy, like, insane. No, but I just mean, like, so overwhelmingly hurt in the heart. And here's the thing, the whole time she's trying to have these male heirs, like, her husband's fucking other people, and he falls in love with Jane Seymour. Fucking Jane Seymour. Not Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. Why can't you connect your hearts (laughs) in your jewelry? (laughs) She's got that weird, like, heart design that's not... Sure. Didn't she also have some, like, sadness? She did have Dr. a sadness. Yeah. She did have a sadness. I don't remember I think why. that's why she she doesn't. I think she oh. had, like, something happen terrible to her. She, I think she did. I think you're right. We'll look into that. Oh, Jean Seymour, I'm sorry for being <laughs> a jerk. <laughs> um, okay, so Henry began to believe, um, because he was a terrible fucking person, that um, uh, Anne's womb was also cursed. So he thought that about Catherine, and now he thinks it about Anne. Um, Henry has Anne arrested for treason. The charges against her are adultery, incest, and plotting to kill the king. None of these, um, just so you know, for the historical record, none of these are true at all. She actually had a brother at court with her who she was very close with. Yeah. And they were often uh, seen hanging out uh, together. There's actually um, a, a pretty substantiated idea that he was gay. The tutors on HBO, yeah, the tu- her brother, yeah. tutors on HBO portrayed him as um, secretly gay. Secretly gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hit song. <laughs> um, Atlantic Star. Atlantic Star. But anyway, uh, she obviously, uh, well, I don't know if it's obvious, but she was not committing adultery. Um, she certainly was not committing incest um, and was not plotting to kill the king. Um, these were just like trumped up charges. Okay. Additionally, some have said that she was also charged with witchcraft, which I think is very interesting. I could not find any right. document that said that. The, all the documents said the other charges, mm-hmm. but not this particular charge. I don't know if that was like a social charge. You know what I mean? Right. Where the public was like, oh yeah, like, right, right, yeah, she, you know, adultery, incest, plotting to kill a king. Right. Uh, Witch. She's a witch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was just like kind of like witch something that people thought. right. Um, she was sent to the Tower of London, which we'll talk about in just a sec. Um, she was tried in front of a twenty-seven member jury. Guys, this sucks. Two people on the jury were in her family. What? Yeah. How is that? How can that be a thing? I don't know. Well, because they're all like, ugh aristocratic blue blood right peeps like house of lords basically is yeah. the jury and they <laughs> i mean they got to do something they said that she was guilty uh all of them unanimous unanimous i think that, that was i think it was unanimous was i mean really hard for me to say yeah if henry wanted it henry got it Shit. i mean he broke with the catholic church of rome he could do whatever the fuck he wanted if he wanted to kill his wife yeah. he could kill his wife pretty much oh, yeah. yeah two family members were like yeah she's she's incestuous adulterous Maybe a witch. Yeah, she sucks. Never liked um. her anyway. <laughs> God, so, that's awful. Right? Um, when she was found guilty, her marriage to Henry was declared null and void. Um, it's wiping the slate clean. Yep, he keeps, he's like, yep, these two women uh, do not exist. That guy sucks. He's the worst. Um, 
However, I'll say something slightly nice about him. Uh, you'll see the reason I have like a wink in my voice is uh-huh. this is so weird. Henry commuted her sentence from burning to beheading. Apparently, the the jury had decided let's burn her. Maybe that's where the witch. Because she's a witch. Yeah, maybe that's where the witch shit comes in. Um, but he was like, no, 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 no. Let's let's be um, humane. <laughs> let's cut her head off. Um, oh and my god. Weirdly. He's even more humane than that. I mean, it's it's a barbaric time, right? Yeah. Um, instead of having her uh, beheaded by the common executioner mm-hmm. that normally did it with an axe, right? He actually brought in an expert swordsman from France, and so so she didn't get the guillotine treatment. Well, it wouldn't be the guillotine. I mean, it was just like an axe, but it'd be like yeah. a chop, chop, chop. Yeah. Speed. It wasn't always one uh, clean, right? Uh, cut right with an axe. A lot of people think it is, but it's hard to get through the. Neck. No, it's terrible. Um, but this swordsman from France had an extremely sharp sword, and he kind of was doing. And this is so weird to say because he was a fuck, but he's kind of doing her a favor, basically by bringing this guy in with this like extraordinarily sharp sword and yeah. skills. Like she wouldn't, in his mind, suffer. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily him being a humanitarian or a good person or having an ounce of goodness in him. I, I, I speculate that there was probably some guilt with this where he was like, I know that I totally like, I mean, maybe, yeah, you know, hung her out to dry and, um, he really did used to love her. So yeah. And I mean, I sure, I'm sure he still cared for her, but I think he probably also had some guilt about knowing that, he accused her of all of these things that were not true, like having affairs and treason and all of these things. Like he might think that her womb is cursed mm-hmm. for whatever reason, but I'm sure that he probably knew that. And I don't know if she was having affairs or not, but she wasn't. Um, but he knew that she wasn't treasonous. Like he was making these things up and right. like accusing her of this, knowing that this was her fate. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I just don't want to give him a lot of credit. I, I want, I want to make this no. about her. Cause well, she, that's why I'm saying like, I think it was more of a guilt thing. So he's not I being hope, a nice yeah. guy. He's saving his own ass in a way. He also, um, make, he wants to feel, he wants to feel better. About I didn't it. include this on my piece of paper, but I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, so I, I apologize for all these like little factoids that I pick up as I read about these things. Yep. Um, when she was taken from the Thames, which is the river, keep up, um, <laughs> into the tower, <laughs> that's pronounced, Things? It is not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it is not. I can't believe you got that wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. He, uh, so it was sort of ignominious for uh, somebody to be taken through the uh, uh, treason gate. Okay. Right? So there are, like, different ways by water that you could get into the Tower of London. Okay. And even though she was convicted of treason and all these um, ancillary charges, um, she did not have to go in to the tower that way. Got it. Okay. So again, this does not make him a nice man, but I think on some level you're right where they're like, we're going to take her, we're going to take her through yeah. the, on a boat through the treason's gate or the traitor's gate. I think it was called. Yeah. And uh, he was like, no, just get her in there as, as, as surreptitiously as you can and don't make a big stick of it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, going back to the executioner's sword, this is actually <laughs> Uh, on record, um, Anne was reported to have said, I heard say the executioner is very good and I have a little neck. So she was very like appreciative. Oh my God. Yeah. So she kind of thought that was like a nice move. I also feel like she had a little bit of a sense of humor. Oh, she is so wildly smart. She smoked all that weed in the Netherlands, remember? Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she tipped she up through the tulips. Yeah. She's a falconer, so... <laughs> No, no, she was extremely smart. I, I right. wouldn't be surprised if her IQ was just staggering. Um, so she, we'll, we'll see later on, like, yeah. uh, as, as we hear more from her, we're going to hear her voice. She has a sense of humor. I like it. Yeah. Um, and she knew exactly, I mean, she knows who this person is. This person mm-hmm. sucks. Meaning Henry VIII. Right. Um, on the morning of her death, she took communion and swore that she had never been unfaithful to the king. Those around her reported that she seemed happy and ready to be done with life. Well, I mean, when you had to live with that fuck for so long, you're mm-hmm. probably, I'm out of here. Uh, a scaffold had been erected on the north side of the White Tower. Um, listen to this, it's kind of cool. 
She wore a red petticoat under a loose, dark gray gown of damask, trimmed in fur and a mantle of ermine. I knew that. She fucking was like, hey, check me out. Yeah. I'm hey. Gonna, hey. Look at me. <laughs> I'm not going to live, but I'm going to look good. Also, I love the accents of red. Like, Oh, yeah. How cool. Red petticoat? Red petticoat, which... I would wear a red petticoat under things all the time. If sure, I could. I'm wearing one right now. Oh, you actually are. You look wonderful. <laughs> yeah, you can see it from um, the leg it's of like my a jeans. Sploosh of red. Yeah, sploosh yep. of your jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Just looks like a little ruffling down by the ankle. But uh, I like like the the red accent is so important and so like mm-hmm. such a big she middle finger. She actually wore that um, ermine to remind people that she was the queen. So good. Yeah. I like it. Um, I, you know, I can't, I can't help but think she spent, she spent like two weeks in the tower uh-huh. knowing that she was going to be executed, knowing that Henry was um, running around with Jane Seymour. Um, mm-hmm. And she was just like, ah, okay, cool. Like, yeah. I'm just going to, this kind of, to me, it's just like, it's revenge clothes. Yeah. And for all practical purposes, people thought she looked really beautiful that day. Yeah. Fuck you. you. Yeah. Fuck you, Hank. Are you calling Henry Hank? I am. I love it. Hank 8. Um, witnesses claimed that she looked as gay as if she was not going to die. Um, which is really fun. Like, they, she yeah. just had a real good sense of humor about it. <laughs> um, she was laughing, making jokes with people. Um, I, part of that's going to come back with the ghost stories, I think, because she was so jovial about it and she did not seem to believe that she was going to die that this was just sort of a thing yeah that her ghost and you'll see just like abraham lincoln her ghost permeates everywhere we're gonna hear a lot about her um and climbed the scaffold and made a short speech to the crowd i'm gonna read it thank you i was hoping you were going to good christian people i am come hither to die for according to the law and by the law i am judged to die and therefore i will speak nothing against it I am come hither to accuse no man, nor to speak anything of that, whereof I'm accused and condemned to die. But I pray God save the king and send him long to reign over you. For a gentler nor a more merciful prince was there never. And to me, he was ever a good and gentle and sovereign Lord. And if any person will meddle of my cause, I require them to judge the best. And thus I take my leave of the world and of you all, and I heartily desire you all to pray for me. O Lord, have mercy on me. To God, I commend my soul. And that was it. And strangely, these people who hated her all mm-hmm. of a sudden were like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah, as they should had, be. They had that moment of like, oh, shit, we've made a terrible mistake. Like, here she is all dressed up in her, right. like, fucking awesome clothes. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, not talking shit at all about Henry VIII. No, she's taking the higher ground. Yeah, yeah. As as Michelle would say, when they go low, we go high. We go high, and that is beautiful and amazing because she could easily go up there, could have gone up there, and and then like Jane Seymour, like hope you get syphilis. Right. Remember when I was the whore? Who's the whore now? I know. Right? <laughs> hope you like the clap. Yeah, it's I mean, coming your way. Yeah, right. Because you know, um, um, that's incredible, and I part of me really wanted her to take him down, but I, I like her taking the high ground because weirdly, I, I think this is her, her whole like wink, wink kind of thing. I, I agree that like it's, it, it, it sort of speaks to her IQ and her intelligence mm-hmm. of like, you know what, you know, what's going to bother them even more. Right. Is if I act, if, if I, if I act like this, they, yeah, they're, and they're, if I go out just a classy, right lady mm-hmm. they're going to think holy shit we've made a big mistake right. and they did they're like Meryl Streep in doubt <laughs> I have doubt <laughs> I have doubt yes which was actually a stage play before it was a major I motion know. picture I know um, thank yeah. you for the dramaturgy <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> okay guys Um, the execution consisted of a single stroke that was it she was dead. Well, she had a small neck. She did. You guys, this is my favorite story ever. And actually, the first time I heard it, I was at the Tower of London. And I ended up having nightmares for like a week about it. Because it is fascinating. Okay. Um, 
So that tower green scaffolding. Mm-hmm. Um, as Anne Boleyn was praying, so she continued to pray silently to herself, that executioner sword went down on her neck, her head flew through the air, um, and because it was such a clean um, uh, cut through the neck, her eyes were still open and her mouth was still moving as if she were praying. Oh my God. And right. And people saw that and they were like, holy shit. And then her, um, uh, because her vocal cords had been severed, they could see uh-huh. her mouth moving and all they could hear was like, kind of like a wheezing. I don't mean to laugh. I laugh when I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. But like, <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, um, <laughs> but like, can you imagine seeing like the head of this woman? Like just go, I'm doing object work, which you can't see. I'm just doing the trajectory of the head. And as you see this woman, like her eyes are open, her mouth is moving and her, uh, witch, head lands witch, in witch. I also am picturing like, is what they can Yeah. Hear. Then when her head landed in that hay, she blinked twice and then died with her eyes open. Awesome. That's awesome. Fucking cool is that. I kind of wanted, like, a townsperson to catch her head. Oh, God, that would have been so amazing. Oh, so good, right? Right. And then she would have, like, bl- like maybe winked a couple times instead of, That would have been amazing. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty that's a pretty cool way to go out. I'll be back. Um, so now we're just going to talk about hunting. Do you want to talk about hunting? I would love to. <laughs> yeah, is that what this is about? No, nope, it's just, it's about <laughs> British history. <laughs> You're listening to British History with Chase Dugman and Noelle Schmidt. Oh, British History today is sponsored by Daisy Cooter. And Noelle, what are you drinking? The Federalist. Oh. It's not your wine, Andrew Jackson. <laughs> um, we love Ajax. I fucking hate that guy. You're just going to try to sew him into every story that we do. I totally am. Oh my god. Gonna, like it happened organically the first two times and now I just want to keep bringing him back. Trying to go to me. I love him. Um, Y'all. So I'm going to talk about the different places where she haunts. Um, she haunts the Tower. Um, of London? Mm-hmm. Okay. She haunts the White Tower. This is where she stayed uh, before her coronation and also where she was imprisoned before her execution. Um, in 1817, which is a long time later, a century, sorry, a century, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, died <laughs> of heart attack after seeing her ghost on the stairs. No. Yeah, How just, do they know that he saw her ghost? I think he screamed it out and then, like, I don't know exactly. It's that Boleyn woman! <laughs> yeah, and then he died. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a good question. Some of the, I mean, you know. I think I saw her. That's a really good British accent, no? <laughs> no, it wasn't at all. <laughs> I used to be better at this. <laughs> In 1864, a different sentry standing outside the White Tower reported seeing a white figure of a woman veiled in mist. She was wearing a Tudor dress and a French hood. However, where her face should have been, there was nothing. Oh! Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um... By the way, if you guys, uh, I don't know how much you know about the Tower of London, but the, they always have soldiers there. So, I mean, whenever we talk about soldiers, right. it's not like, it's not like that's a one-time deal. They should have special soldiers called beef eaters. Like the gin? Well, yeah, the gin was named after them. We're not going to go too much into them. Okay. I seriously, we're so far into this, I could do this for hours, but we really need to like get, get her done. I know. Um, so other soldiers at the Tower are said to have witnessed a headless woman in white, darting around the fortress with her severed head in her arms. Oh, that is cool. It's cool, but I'm bummed that, like, or she's totally fucking with them, which I really like, and I think think that's what... You think she is? For sure. Because I really wanted her to be all together. Yeah. Well, when we see her, it depends on where we see her. Sometimes she's all together, and sometimes she's got this severed head deal. But I like that she's fucking with them. Yeah. So much. Um... We're now going to take you to... Oh, there's also um, a chapel at the Tower of London um, called uh, uh, St. Peter. There's another title to it, but I can't remember. I didn't actually put it on the sheet. St. Peter of something. Um, she was buried under the floor there. 
And so oftentimes she's seen wandering around her uh, tomb. Okay. Initially, when she was buried, they had they had her in an unmarked grave. So I was going to ask And then about people that. were like, that's not okay. And they, they ended up putting her under the altar. We have doubt. Give her a gravestone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because at first it was like, oh, that treasonous whore. They right. like just bury her on Mark Grave. But um, they rectified that situation. So was the chapel built after no. that she was buried? So they purposely built her or buried her in that spot? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she is seen at Hampton Court. Um she is wearing a blue dress there. A Hampton Court is one of the royal buildings. Right. Um, there she's wearing a blue dress. Unfortunately, she's described as walking slowly with a sad countenance. Oh. Yeah. Interestingly, I, I love this. I did not realize this. Now, is it always, do they, they always believe it to be her or like. Yeah. Because I feel like she's changing outfits and that's interesting. Yeah. I and, mean, I don't, I mean, like, listen, I, people see what they want to see. So. Well, that's why I'm. Wondering, like, is this one of those instances where it's another ghost? Well, hold and on. Like Anne Boleyn's getting credit for everything. This is cool. All right, Jane Seymour, of course. The who, wait, we're talking about medicine. No, <laughs> stop it. No, Jane Seymour, who was the third wife. Yes. Um, she actually died at Hampton Court, giving birth to Prince Edward. Oh. She died in childbirth. She. That bitch had that coming. I'm just kidding. Aww. She was probably a lovely woman. Yeah, she was actually. Yeah, I like yeah. her a lot. Um, it's really Henry VIII that sucks. All these women were fine. Yeah. Um, interestingly, I just, I love this idea. Jane has actually been seen at the clock tower, or sorry, uh, in the clock court, uh, and in the silver stick gallery, um, wearing a white robe and holding a lit candle. And wouldn't it be so great if she and Anne hung out? They actually see them, um, people who've seen these ghosts, they, uh, see them differently. And so they're like, this one's Anne, this one's Jane. Oh I'm God. not finished with Hampton Court. There's another ghost at Hampton ghost Court. Ghost buddies. Uh, can, uh, can, can, that be a, can that be a sitcom? Ghost buddies? Yeah. Ghost buddies? Done. Listen, there's another ghost that they're friends with. Real quick, there has to be a ghost pet in oh, yeah. Ghost Buddies. Yeah. Probably a golden retriever. Oh my God, how cute. Yeah, continue. Yeah. <laughs> um, Henry's fifth wife, Catherine Howard. Yes. Also hounds uh, Hampton Court. Awesome. Yep. Uh, just so you know, following her arrest, because he, of course, arrested her, too, because he's of a course. fucking fuck. He's the worst. Uh, she broke free, ran from her guards, <gasps> ran towards the chapel. Badass. Uh, and she can be seen. Actually, she's seen running so much through this hallway. Um, they call it the Haunted Gallery. Nice. Yeah. She can be seen her, uh, seen and heard running down that corridor, still pleading for mercy. I like her. So three of Henry, <laughs> Henry VIII's wives <laughs> hang out at Hampton Court and are delineated by the people who see them. Let's go to Windsor Castle, um, which is also a royal building. Yes. Uh, Anne Boleyn uh, has been seen standing in the Dean's Cloister, which is... Uh, place at Windsor Castle. Now, here's two other people who she hangs out with there, which is kind of fucked up and interesting. Henry also haunts. The eighth? Yeah. <laughs> the yep. fifth. Nope. He, he also haunts that <laughs> castle, which is so crazy. Yeah. So I don't know if they're like running into each other or what. Oh my God. How um, uncomfortable for them. How awkward. Um, <laughs> sorry about that whole beheading thing. Right? Um, <laughs> castle guests have heard Henry's footsteps <laughs> echo along the corridors. They've also heard him, um, oh, this is sort of, I guess, a later in life thought about this, but they hear him moaning and groaning as he attempts to pull his ulcerated leg along behind him. <laughs> later on, he had the beats. Right, I know. Yeah. It's the worst, man. Yeah. So he had uh, a diabetic ulcerated leg. Yeah. And so they, they hear him <laughs> pulling it behind him. Check your blood sugar, dude. Right? It's real important. Uh, a third ghost is at Windsor Castle. Queen Elizabeth I. The? The. Listen to this cool Has story. Has her face completely been eaten off by the makeup? No. Her ghost Her ghost face is good. I know. I know. The white makeup. I the makeup. Come on. But wait. I know. I know. I know. But listen to this. Listen to this. She, remember, she was a child when her mother was murdered. Yeah. This is cool. I like it. Um, Queen Elizabeth I has been seen by several members of the royal uh, family haunting the library. Um... She is said to haunt the same place as her mother, Anne. Um, the window at the Dean's Cloister, mm-hmm. which is so cool. 
she is wearing something different than her mother. She is wearing a black dress with a black lace shawl. Uh, but people have thought that maybe mother and daughter um, get to kind of hang out in death skis. I love that. I love that because they did not know each other. I love it. And I love the idea of all of these, like, former wives, like, reuniting. Yeah, I know. And, like, exacerbating kind of, like, the ulcerated leg thing. Like, just, like, totally, like, <laughs> making it worse for him. He's really just, funny. like, standing behind me, like, that sucks. Yeah. You used to be a, a hot-ass motherfucker, right. but now you suck. Remember when you were a sportsman? Yeah, remember when you were a coxman? <laughs> now you're just a fat fuck. You're the worst. I got two more hauntings. Um... Heaver Castle, H-E-V-E-R. I think that's Heaver. I don't know. Um, sure. This was Anne's childhood home. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and well, she was just a commoner living in a castle. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> she was very, yeah, no, she was very aristocratic. Um, the uh, the hauntings here are actually, I'm very happy to report. This is why I included it, because I really like Anne Boleyn, and um, having learned a lot about her. I feel like she'd be our friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, we would totally, like, she's tiptoe awesome. through the tulips with her. Yeah, she's yeah. great. Um, but the hauntings here seem warm and peaceful. Oh, and nice. people um, say that she really loved her childhood home. And every Christmas Eve, she's seen crossing the bridge over the River Eden in the castle grounds. She's very sweet. Yeah. She's also seen um, standing beneath her favorite tree. Oh, yeah. I like that. So it's kind of nice. This next one is a horrible story. I'm sorry I'm going out with the worst story. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's only we, right. Right? Yeah. So like we see her like uh, uh, happy for a moment. And then, yeah. oh, God, listen to this. Ugh, here Blicking we go. Hall. What is it called? Blicking. Blicking. Okay. It's a licking with a B. Blicking. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. Blicking Hall. Um, Blickling. I'm sorry. Blickling Hall. Oh, Blickling. Totally different. Yep, totally different. Uh, it's looking with a B and an L. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So this house used to be in possession of the Bolin family. Um, this has such a like Washington Irving sleepy hollow vibe to oh, it. Yeah. Oh no. Um, she is dressed all in white seated in a ghostly carriage that is drawn by headless horses spurred on by a headless coachman and herself is headless holding her severed head securely in her lap. On arrival at Blickling Hall, the coach and the driver vanish, leaving the headless Anne to glide alone into Blickling Hall, where she roams the corridors and rooms <gasps> until daybreak. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah. In a poll, Britain declared, uh, the, just the people, so it's like not a scientific poll, whatever, but uh, the British people declared Blickling Hall uh, one of the most haunted places in England. That's so cool. So yeah. wait, what is Blickling Hall? It is um, a uh, castle that the Bolin family had um, between 1499 and sometime in the 1500s, and then it was just passed on to other people. Awesome. It's just one of those old... Just an old, like, mansion castle. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, <clears throat> I know we got to wrap it up, but I was actually going to ask, because uh, it was something we were talking about, I think it was the Tower of London thing, where, like, the they saw her headless and I was wondering if there were kind of like kind of sleepy hollow mm-hmm. type activity. How cool. That's very cool. Very like if I saw it, I would probably pee my pants. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. That's just, I, I would it's... freeze and, and wet myself <laughs> um, and probably spill. I would I wet holding. myself and then freeze. <laughs> Depends. Yeah. Or I'd throw up whatever I was holding in my hands and yeah. run away. I probably wouldn't run because I'm not a great at running. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you would probably run and then roll an ankle. I would trip. I would trip on like a tree root. Oh, that's <laughs> and amazing. Fall flat on my face and break my nose. Yeah, I would probably just like stand. I I would just stand there. I yeah, like I get so scared, I can't like move. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is our story about Anne Boleyn. Um, uh, I love that story, Jay. That was so good. Oh, thanks, man. I no longer think that Anne Boleyn is cray. You know, um, I will go back. I'm actually going to keep bringing you, like, historical women. Uh, I'm like, but history tells me that this lady is nuts. Isn't it so weird, though, like, how that's... 
It's in our schooling. Like you probably learned that in third, fourth, or fifth grade. Well, I, I mean, I can't, I can't say. I don't know. I know, but it's the, it's that pervasive that they call all these women crazy, and they're not. But they're that's, just... what, but that's, I mean, and I feel like this has become our through line lately. Is that mm-hmm. like we talk about these women who, in history, or like in the history books, are portrayed as being insane mm-hmm. or crazy, and the reality is that. They've lost children. Oh my god! They've yeah. lived in very unfortunate circumstances. They've been treated like shit. Um, yeah, there, there's a, a little bit of suffrage, mm-hmm. like just a tad. Like there are all of these things, and we're but we're just classifying them as crazy because they're depressed. Not me. They're <laughs> <laughs> nope. More You're welcome, me. ghost ladies. Yeah, more of you to come. Jay Stegman to the rescue. All right. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, we want to go ahead and thank um, Daisy Cutter the Beer for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> and uh, also Noel's Wine, which is... The Federalist. Not for you, Andrew Jackson. All right. <laughs> Stop trolling me, troll. <laughs> <laughs> this has been uh, an episode of High Spirits. I'm Jay Stegman. That's Noel Schmidt. And she's got something gross to say to you. A sweet dreams. <laughs>